Welcome to Express Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are a ministry of Arizona Message Ministry, the message to the number two dot US. We are supported financially by HaribouBooks.com. Make sure you go on there, buy some of the books that are there, donate them to your school, donate them to your church, donate them to your library so we can get the message of hope and the message of encouragement out. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everyone. I'm just happy to be here today. I hope you're happy to be ready and to enjoy another Sunday in the name of Jesus. I'm glad that you came to join us at the Express Church Experience. I'm hoping and praying that things are going well for you. Life continues to hit hard. Um, I received a message from a group that I'm part of, a lawyer's group, and one of the lawyers was asking for us to have prayers and concern about his neighbor. His neighbor had coronavirus, had a pre-existing injury, illness, I mean, and he didn't, but he didn't qualify to meet the criteria to get a ventilator. So he was, he was left at home, and last week the man, Pat, the neighbor, the lawyer passed away. And it's a sad story of loss and a sad story of what's happening in our society today. Uh, people are, and hospital workers are having to make choices of who gets treatment and who doesn't. It's, it's sad, and I'm asking that we just lift prayers up for not only those who have passed away, the families that they left behind, but also the workers who have to make these hard decisions and, and sometimes have to live with the consequences. They're being stretched hard and we should be lifting them up in prayer. Today is the third week of our series on honoring God based on Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, we started two weeks ago. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with your first fruit of your crops. Then your barn will be filled to overflowing and your vats will be brimmed over with new wine. And two weeks ago, we spoke about how uh, giving and the reward in my testimony, that, that message is titled, Taste, Test Him and See. And, and then last week, we spoke about what is wealth. Wealth is health, wealth is relationship, wisdom, talent. We went through a, a series of things that actually are wealth that we should be honoring God with. And if you haven't seen those messages, I invite you to go back into this YouTube channel and listen to those messages so you can get the, the whole three-part series on honoring God with your wealth for, out of Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Also, you can subscribe to the network and then you can get uh, notices of other messages as we, as we uh, present them. That's why we call this the Express Church Experience. I had a person say, I had church this morning on the way to work. So we, we want the word of God to reach you when you need it, when you can receive it in the manner in which you receive it. Today's message is titled Power, Prayer, Praise. Power, Prayer, Praise. And it's based on the uh, gospel reading from the Revised Common Lectionary. Mark 1, Mark chapter 1, verses 29 to 39. It are readings that are in the, the gospel reading for the Revised Common Lectionary. And I'm going to highlight the verses 35 to 39. So for those that want to get their Bible, if you want to follow along, you want to pause the video, it is Mark 1, 
the whole verse is, uh, in the common lectionary reading is Mark 1, 29 to 39. And I'm going to be reading from and speaking today from Mark 1, 35 to 39. Mark 1, 35 to 39 says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and left the house and went to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went looking for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to a nearby village so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So they traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in synagogues and driving out demons, power, prayer, praise. And the backstory of, of Mark 1, 35 to 39, Jesus is traveling through Galilee, Mark's recording, and he meets Andrew, J Peter, James, and John. They become his disciples. They're still walking through the region of Galilee. They get to Capernaum where Peter's mother-in-law is. Peter's mother-in-law is very sick, has a high fever. Jesus goes in, heals her, and then he starts healing the people of Capernaum. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Oh, man, I want you to understand that sentence right there. He would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Historians say there was about 1,500 people who lived in Capernaum at the, about that time. Can you kind of get the visual? I like to get the historical context so we can get the visualization of what is going on when Jesus is making these statements. 1,500 people. He's, Jesus is at Peter's mother-in-law's Peter mother house. She had a high fever. Fever goes away. Next thing you know, there's a knock on the door. Your door opens up. The lady just got, got over her sickness, her fever. 1,500 people wanting to see Jesus. Power, praise, power, prayer, praise. And Jesus, he had the power. He came down to earth with heavenly power. He had the power to heal. He had the power to cause, to, the cause to go silent. Anything that was terrorizing, agonizing, and harming people. The power to silence anything that was against the kingdom of heaven. That's the power Jesus had. And I'm hoping that somebody hears this today. I know that there's people who have the demons and struggles going on. And I want to let you know that the same Jesus that came and put the demons to, to silence and the demons to sleep in the first century of this, this new era that we are in, that's the same power that is with us today. That anything that is keeping you from building the kingdom of God. God's holy word says with the power of Jesus that is, they are silent. Fear is defeated. Hatred is defeated. Immorality is defeated. Idolatry, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, they're defeated. Selfish ambitions defeated. Dissension, factions defeated. Addictions defeated. The Lord God through his power has defeated all of those. And we have that same power here today, bringing it down during this difficult times that we're going through, either your personal pandemic or the, the national pandemic or the international unrest, whatever we have, 
people of God, we have the power to bring down the, the, the healing power, the demon defeating power that comes in the name of Christ Jesus. I'm hoping somebody says, says and hears that and testifies that they want that same power. I wish that God's people would join as a big army, a war, a army of faithful warriors, people willing to put the spirit of darkness to sleep with confidence that Jesus, knowing that he would not let the demon speak because they knew who he was. They would not, he would not let the demon speak because they knew who he was. I got to ask somebody who's listening to this today. And, and if you're listening to it and you know somebody that this uh, question that I'm going to ask fits, feel free to send it to them. Do you have demons speaking to you this morning? Do you have demons speaking to you this morning? Do you have demons of doubt on what direction you should be going right now? Have you, do you have demons of frustration about what is going on in your life and why it's not going as smoothly as you want? Do you have demons of fear that fear is stepping out into the unknown, wondering whether or not that's going to be the right way to go? Do you have demons and frustration and of anger? It is time to silence them. It's time to silence them. It's time to say, Jesus, I need you. I need you to, to do to me, do for me what you did to the people of Capernaum. I need you to take that fever, that sickness, that pain that's getting to me. I need you to wipe it away. I need you to silence the demons. I need that power, power, prayer, praise. We cannot expect to get that power that, that Jesus unleashed on the demons in Capernaum without prayer. I'm going to say it one more time. I hope I say it a little smoother so that somebody can get, can get it. We cannot expect the power that Jesus unleashed on the demons of Capernaum without prayer, without prayer. And so I'm going to ask you if you have demons uh, flowing through you, why don't you go to God in prayer? What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? If you're fighting the demons on your own, why not go to prayer? Why not try that option? May you've tried a whole bunch of options that haven't worked. It's time today to try prayer. God's holy word says he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. The battle of your demons have already been fought, already been decided, and already been defeated. And so all you need to do is unleash the power and you have the opportunity today to join those who in faith have put their own demons to sleep. There's testimonies all around of Christian people who have asked and prayed for the power of God to come down. If you hear my testimony from Testament C, then you'll hear the struggles that Marla and I went through. And last Friday, as I was working on this message, I was just thinking and had to go to Marla and say, we went through some stuff. We went through some mess. And her response to me was, I, I wouldn't go through it with anyone other than you. That's wealth, honoring God with your wealth, with our relationship, with our love, with our faithfulness. And God let us get through this mighty struggle that we were through, got us to where we are and got us to a place of comfort, peace, 
enjoy. I want somebody who's struggling here today, and I'm, I'm, I'm asking anybody who's listening to this, forward this over. Just tell somebody, hey, you just need to take a little 30 minutes. That's all I try to, to, to speak this in the morning. It's for about 30 minutes. God's holy word says, very early in the morning when it was still dark, if you're wondering how you can get rid of your demons, very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went out to a solitary place and prayed. Simon and his companions went looking for him and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I came to earth. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and driving out demons. Early in the morning, Jesus got up and prayed. And what the, what's interesting is Mark's uh, statement about what happened there does not include why, what Jesus was praying about. They just, it just says Jesus got up and prayed. So what he was praying about is up for, I call biblical speculation and spiritual imagination. But for me, I think Jesus was praying to thank God, thank God for 1500 people who the power of God was able to heal, was able to show the glory of God. That's something that I'd want to, if I, if that, if I witnessed that, if I was part of that, I want to give, give God the praise. I think Jesus prayed for strength to get his strength renewed. Why I say that? To understand that, you got to go to Luke 8. You got to go to Luke 8, chapter, Luke chapter 8, verses 42 to 46. Luke chapter 8, 42 to 46. And while you're turning there, I believe that's why Jesus was praying to get more strength. And a woman was there that had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She, she kept, came up from behind Jesus, touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. And they all denied it, and Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and, pr and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Somebody touch me. I know that power has gone out from me. I know that power has gone out from me. If that's what happened when Jesus healed one woman with, with an issue of bleeding for 12 years, how much power do you think came out of him when he, went, when he touched 1,500 people and put the demons to sleep so they could not even speak because they knew who he was? In response, Jesus went to pray to get a renewed spirit. While it was still dark, Jesus prayed when no one could see him or find him. Jesus was praying. He was praying until he got light. He prayed while his disciples were, were searching for him. And while this time was all going on from, from dark to light, from the, from the waking of his companions, from the waking of the people in the community, to wondering where he is, to searching for him, to finding him, Jesus was praying. So when we start talking about praying, it is not just a little bit of, you know, I got one minute free, so I'm going to pray to God. Jesus was in there praying earnestly. I believe he was praying for wisdom because his response to the disciples was, let's go somewhere else. So Jesus prayed, I believe, 
prayer of thanksgiving and praise for what God had done and for the people in Capernaum. Pray for strength that his strength would be renewed because as he said regarding the woman of the issue of the blood, power has gone out from me. Pray, pray for wisdom so he knows, so Jesus knew, should I stay in Capernaum or should I go to other towns and villages in Galilee? The message that we hear today allows for us to come to biblical conclusions of why Jesus was praying. I believe you might have some of your own. I believe it was, it was part of the continuum of, of our daily existence as people of God, power, prayer, and praise. Where are you in that continuum? Have you been in a situation where you feel your power is sapped and things are going too hard? You feel like you're pushing the world uphill? Uh, sapping your energy, people are on your last nerves. You feel like you you can't go anymore because the power is, is taken from you. You feel that you you need to know and understand what's going on. Do like Jesus went early in the morning while it was still dark. Jesus went and prayed. So that's the invitation that we have from God's holy word is to do the same thing. Do do the same thing and go to God in prayer. God knew where his knew the same thing that the ancients of old knew. The Lord is my strength and my song, my salvation. That's what uh, that's what the people in the book of Exodus and Moses recorded. Where does my help my help come from? My help comes from the Lord. That's what the psalmist has sung. That's what we know from God's holy word that we can look to the Lord for our strength. We can look to the Lord for our power. We can look to the Lord for our wisdom. We can, and when we get down on our knees, when we lay down and we pray, when we stand up and we rejoice, we can, we're asking God to give us that power, prayer and praise. Everybody was looking for him. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else. I got there, I was thinking, what, what, what better place when I, if I saw Jesus coming into the village, I want him to stay there as well. But Jesus was letting us know when he just, when he was done praying in at the dark in Capernaum, all the people were looking for him, but they didn't need to look for him because they knew him. They met him. They experienced him. He was, he was allowed to have them understand his mission and his purpose which was to give people healing, to know the power of God, to know the salvation power of God, to know the love of God, to know the mercy of God, to know the grace of God. They saw it, 1,500 people witnessed it. I'm wondering people still wanna talk about how, oh, it was just stories. Well, we have testimony of 1,500 people who told it to both Mark and Luke. I want somebody to understand what I'm about ready to say to put some credence to, the, to God's holy word. They told it to Mark and they told it to Luke. Those were the two people of the four gospels who recorded it. The two people who were there, Matthew and probably John who wrote the gospel of John and the gospel of Matthew, they were there. But they didn't, they didn't have to write it down because they witnessed it. And so they left it up to, to Luke and Mark who heard the testimony and came to a conviction and a verdict. Oh, that's some of my law speak speaking right now. But I want you to understand 
that we should have that same conviction that Mark and Luke had when they recorded about how Jesus casted out demons from 1,500 people uh, in the whole town of Capernaum, went and prayed for, because of the power, and then he went on to, to, to uh, praise God along the, 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 along the region of Galilee. That's where, we're, that's where we are, are called to be. That's where we should be in our life. The people of, we shouldn't be like the people of Capernaum. Jesus, come to me. Jesus says, that I, you already know me. I need you to take what I gave you and go out. I don't need you to take what, you, what I gave you and keep it into yourself. We need to go and spread the gospel, the good news. We need to take what, what God has, the power that he's given us, the prayer that we, that we get, and the praise that we have by spreading it out to those who don't know the lost and the lonely, the left out, who are looking for something, looking for that answer, where we ask them the same question. Try Jesus. What do you have to lose? Jesus left his power and left his wisdom in Capernaum, and he went on. And that's where we are. That's what Proverbs 3 9 and 10 invites us to do. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 invites us to honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of your crops. Then your barn will be overflowing. I want to stop and work, break that down based on Mark 1, 35 to 39. Jesus honored the Lord with his wealth. He was the Lord, but he also honored the God in heaven. He was the example of how we're supposed to do it. He honored God by his wealth, the wealth and the talent that he had, that healing power to, to change the lives of 1,500 people. That was the first fruit. He, he honored God by that wealth and his barn, his group was hit, the number of people who, who uh, followed him, the number of people who were seeking him, the number of people who wanted to be near him grew by 1,500. That's what we need to start doing. I, I want to have that goal myself. I just came right here today to tell you that's going to be my goal to get 1,500 people who didn't know Jesus to be able to, to, to go out and to find Jesus and find that power and find that joy that comes from knowing him, the joy that I have. I don't want to contain my joy. I want to share my joy with somebody else who doesn't have it through my testimony. Everybody goes through life struggles. Everybody goes through difficulties. The, I call it the gates of hell open up on you, trying to rush on you. But what we know is that the power of God can come down and the word of God says the demons can't speak. D Jesus would not let the, the demons speak because they knew who he was. Our brims of people who have, who have come to know Jesus should be overflowing with, with our, because of our testimony, honoring God with your wealth. I think Jesus was one, He's, he traveled throughout Galilee preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. And that's what we're called to do, to preach God's holy word. And we preach God's holy word by the way we live. Not everybody can stand up as they say on a soapbox and preach God's holy word, but you preach God's holy word and you show your praise by the way you live. You show your praise by having a life that glorifies God. You show your praise by seeing, letting people see the power that he has working through you. The, the power that, can, that gave you hope is the same power that you, we should be sharing on somebody else to give them hope, 
to be able to give that power of healing when they're struggling with whatever demons are getting to them. We need to come and, 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 and go to them and say, this is what happened to me. Give me my test. I'm going to give you my testimony. Not because I want you to, to be to look at me, but I want you to be able to look at God and to glorify his holy name. This is the power that Jesus gave the 12. I'm going to say a couple more things and give you a couple more Bible verses, and then we're going to be done with our 30 minutes. I'm hoping at this point you're ready to, to go through the three stages of power, prayer, and praise. Power, prayer, and praise. Matthew 10. This is a critical part to understanding the continuum of where we are, what the Lord has given us through the power that he brought, the power that was recorded in Capernaum. The power that he used in Mark 1, 35 to 39. We're at Matthew 10 to add something to it, just in case you weren't, you're not with the 1,500 people that got healed, you're still over here. If 1,500 people's testimony plus the testimony added to it by the disciples, added to it by Mark, added to it by Luke. The, this is the power that Jesus promised that math, Matthew recorded in Matthew chapter 10. Jesus called the 12 to him and gave him authority, gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and heal every disease and sickness. Jesus gave the power to the 12 disciples and gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and heal every sickness and disease. And then continuing on in his gospel, Matthew recorded in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus gave this promise and gave this, uh, gave this to the disciples as he was preparing to leave and preparing to give to pass over to the disciples the power that he brought down from heaven. So God came down from heaven with this power. And then as he was getting ready to go back up and take his rightful place on his throne, he said to the disciples, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bound on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bound on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, let go on earth, let go away on earth, will also be let go in heaven. I wrote this down and I'm hoping as we, as we continue the last couple of minutes we have here today, I put, wrote down, this is the unmovable foundation that should guide and govern your life. This is the unmovable foundation that should guide and govern your life. You have the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bound on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you let go on earth, heaven will also let go. That's the promise that's in God's holy word. And if you haven't had a foundation for your, your life, we're into February 7th, 2021. If you haven't had a foundation before today to step on, 
This could be your foundation, the unmovable foundation, because it's a foundation that it was established in heaven. And that, and that is that you have the keys to the kingdom. The keys to the kingdom comes from the, it comes from the, Greece word, the Greek word kleos. And kleos denotes, denotes power and authority. So we have the power and the authority that comes from heaven. And I don't know if anybody's feeling good about it, but that same power that Jesus unleashed in Capernaum, that same power that Jesus unleashed when Lazarus, at Lazarus' tomb, the same power that Jesus unleashed at the uh, grave when he rose from the dead, the same power that he un unleashed when he ascended into heaven, that same power is the power that it, we have the key to open up and unleash. That's the same power. You have the power to bind. I said, you have the power to, and I was saying it to myself this morning. I was getting excited. You have the power to bind up your dreams, to bind your plans, to bind your joy, name them and claim them, bind them up so nobody can take them away so they can't get away. We unleash the, the keys to heaven and all the, the flow down the power and, and the grace and the love of God has flowed to you. Bind them up, lock them up so that the demons can't take them away because they're yours to have in the name of Jesus. And I'm hoping that somebody here today gets excited about the fact that that is the promise that is given in the word of God. And the truth of that promise was in the 1500 people that were living in Capernaum that were bound up by demons who Jesus put to sleep and put to silence. I'm hoping that somebody out there today is listening to that, wants to start clapping, wants to get excited, wants to jump up, wants to hug their, their, their significant other, their spouse, their children, to say, I, we have today the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and I'm going to use that key to open up the blessings that I know I should have. And, I, and when they show up, I'm going to use the power that, and the authority that Jesus has given us, that power and authority to bind up so that nobody can take them away from me from this day forward. I'm hoping that anybody that hears this says nobody will take away my dreams. I don't care if the demons are coming after me. They will not take away my dreams because they are from, the, from heaven. They are a gift from God. And I opened up that key, that treasure, and I pulled out those great treasures and my dreams and my joy and my love and my opportunities. Nobody's gonna take them away because God has given to me and I'm going to believe God's holy word today. Oh man, I'm hoping that somebody, there's at least one or two people who hear this, get excited about it. Join me honoring God as, as, as Proverbs said, honor God with your wealth. Well, I want to open the key to heaven. Lord, throw out some more of that wealth because I'm going to lift it up for your, for your name's sake. I want to have more testimonies to people so that they can understand what you've done in my life the abundance that you've given me, the blessings that you give me for faithfulness. I want to honor God with my praise, telling others how great that is, the, is my God. To sing it again, as the song says, how great is my God. How, what we say is the psalmist join them. He is most worthy of our prayer and our praise. Honor God by sharing 
what we have, giving it all away. Why should I buy, why should I hold on to the little scraps that have flown down from heaven when I know I can open up the key and, and, and it can flow down even more? I want to give away so other people can, can, can feel the joy of the Lord and say, boy, I want to be around this person because the joy of the Lord is around him. He's giving away what and, and making my life better. But every time he makes my life better, his life even gets, gets greater than that. I always tell people, when I'm trying to, to, to give and they don't want to receive, the, you're, receive what I'm trying to give or they're trying to give something back to me, I look at them and say, you're trying to block my blessings. You're trying to close the, key, the kingdom of heaven. Allow me to help you out because I know I've, I'm unleashing the key to the kingdom and it's flowing down on me. I don't have much more time, Jeff. I'm going to get ready to close it down. Uh, other people who have demons holding them back, we have the power to unleash the, the brand, bring down the power of God to unbind them. We have a testimony of hope. We have a testimony of faith. We have a testimony of joy and we shouldn't be silent. It, either we're going to be silent and the demons are going to be raging or we're going to be loud. We're going to have the power of God and the demons are going to go away. The demons are going to be quiet because we're going to bring down the power from heaven. That's the invitation we have. That's the glory that we have. That's the opportunity we have. I'm hoping somebody feels the keys of the kingdom, opens up the gates of heaven, and lets the blessings flow down too numerous that you cannot ne not receive them. That's the blessing we have. That's the power we have. Let's get it and pray. Let's pray that God brings it down, shares it with each one of us so that we can praise God with what he's given us. Power prayer and praise. That's the invitation we have. And I'm hoping that everybody who, who hears this today accepts it, names it, claims it, binds it up, doesn't let anybody take it from them and uses it for the glory of God. Amen. Thank you for listening today. Thank you to all our guests. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Stephen Zachary Minister Gilbert the Arizona Message Ministry on Facebook, and feel free to send me an email to themessage2.us or to my private website, stephenzachary.com. Thank you to Haribo Books for supporting us. That's haribobooks.com. Look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks.